I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One in two women wear the wrong foundation. Which one are you? Get on the better looking side of those odds with Il Maquillage. Using AI, Il Maquillage virtually shade matches you to the perfect foundation. Their foundation has over 50,000 five-star reviews thanks to its Lux Lightweight Formula. And with 50 shades, there's a flawless finish for everyone. Take the Power Match quiz to find yours at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz. I'm Sarah Galley. I'm the host of Andy's Girls, and this is OPP. Pod bless and welcome to another episode of Other People's Podcast, America's number one podcast discovery platform that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is Sarah Galley, co-host of the podcast, Andy's Girls. Andy's Girls is a podcast focused around the hit TV show, Real Housewives. Each week, Sarah, alongside some special guests, engage in interesting conversation about all things housewives. In this episode, we learn more about Sarah, Real Housewives, and of course, we learn about her dope show, Andy's Girls. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to Sarah Galley. Can I swear? Fuck yeah. Okay, great. You can swear. <laughs> What's up, Sarah? How are you? I'm so good. How are you? <laughs> Yo, we finally made this happen. Listen, this was so easy to coordinate. It just came together. How long so has this process quick. been? It's just been like a couple of minutes. You just saw me in the street. You saw me on Sixth Avenue. You were like, hey, do you have a podcast? Yeah, you want to be on my show? And I was like, fuck yeah. You look I do. like someone who has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you look like someone who does First, audio. We, we picked the best day because last week was just unbelievable. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to give her the out because <laughs> this just doesn't feel fun. Podcasting should be fun. Yes. And this doesn't feel fun. Corey, never give me an out. That's the lesson that we learned is that if there's ever an opportunity to reschedule, I'm going to take it every single time. No, if a polar vortex comes, <laughs> that gives you the clearance to reschedule. Yes. But I was like, you know what? I still want to be professional. Yeah. No, you are such a bro. So, I did all the things that you're not supposed to do. No, but see, I was like, okay, how can I pull this off? Let me reschedule. <laughs> if I let her say this oh, is going to yeah. work. Oh, because you didn't want to do it. Then I didn't want to do it. My God. But if you're committed, you I got to be committed. No, I was like, oh my God, I have to walk outside on the coldest day on record <laughs> for any place at any time, including Alaska. Yeah. I, it was the struggle. And then today was the complete opposite. Today was like gorgeous, like little LA. And I was like, hey, P.S., can we record earlier than we said? Because I have to run. And you were like, no problem. Yeah. I was like, Smooth. oh. But I was like, oh, shit, I got, got this meeting. And you did it. <laughs> we survived. Show over. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I had like a Forrest Gump moment. <laughs> oh, no. Like with two, with a slice of two bros pizza running. Oh, no. The braces are falling off your legs. You're free. 
Yes, That's amazing. It's, a, it's such an honor to have you on the oh pod. Oh my God, it is such an honor to be on your pod. No, no, so I was listening, listening to, to Andy's Girl today. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, like this is going to be a great interview. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Okay, here's, an, an, you, here's an answer for you. Okay. <laughs> have you ever seen an episode of Real Housewives? No. Okay, so this, this is another thing, right? Okay, tell how, me. How do I know of your show? Okay. Because I was at uh, the bar. I was at a bar. Oh, the bar. Is that the name of nah, a bar? No, it was a bar. Oh, I don't remember. God. I don't even know. P.S. That would be a terrific name for a bar. Yeah, so like I'm going the, to bar. the bar. <laughs> There's no other fucking bar. You're at the bar. I think we should open it. Okay, done. So I'm at the bar and uh, I meet this girl. And typically how I start conversations now is I say like, yo, like, you know, I'm a podcaster. What shows do you like? And she brought up Andy's girl. And she was no, like, oh. she did. She did. She did. <gasps> this is actually how I discover most of the podcasters the that I interview is that the bar. Oh my God. What did she say? Tell me everything. She was like, she's a big fan. No. And she was like, yes. Yes. Corey, so I literally you are went, fucking with me. This actually I, happened. This happened. This happened. Corey. Okay. I don't listen to Real Housewives. So how else would I discover the show? <laughs> oh, I'm so into this. Did you marry her? What happened? Oh, no. I was like, yo, what's up, baby girl? You know what I'm saying? I ain't married her, but you know, we was cool. <laughs> you should be like, hey, sweetie, did you see what Vicky Gumbelson did on Instagram? And she would be yours in a second. Look, I was She'd like, be yeah. down to clown. She was cute. She was nice. <gasps> she was really polite. She obviously has excellent taste. Yeah, you know, I'm more of a conversationalist at the bar. So I'm not there to pick up anybody. I'm just saying, you know, you know, kick a little conversation. Of course. You Social know? experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a cocktail. There's a beer. How are you? How was your day? What is your life like? <laughs> wait, wait, so before you got into podcasting, yeah. like, yeah. What, what is your life? What is your day-to-day life like? What do you do? So I'm an event producer. I started producing events when I was a freshman in college and kind of never stopped. I went to school for theater and found myself producing a theater cabaret while I was in school and expanded it after I graduated, a charitable event that I did, ran for several years. And I started producing events on the side um, for actual money, not to say a lot of money, but actually like you were cashing a check as opposed to like doing this for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, and so I've been an event consultant for the last several years. I, I've, you know, produce large galas and small private events for bajillionaires and celebrities. And, um, and it's been crazy. And then in my free time, my one and only love, um, has been all things Bravo. I'm a devout Bravo holic. Yeah. So I have been watching Bravo shows since before it was like the, when it was the Bravo of yesteryear, when it was like inside the actor's studio and they were trying to be smart. And when they decided they were dumb, I was all in. <laughs> you <laughs> so, know, Bravo went through like a VH1 thing. Where yes. Like, VH1 was like, you know, we're going to do docs. We're going to do like behind the yes. music. And like VH1 was for it. smart music people. And then now it's like yes. for love and hip hop. Yes. Basketball wise. Basketball Basketball wives, yes. The co-creator of my podcast is a senior producer at VH1. Shout out to Damian Bellino. And so oh, get out. he got me into basketball wives. And now I am all in. I missed actually last season, but all of the other seasons I've been a thousand percent in. Basketball wives is Ooh. quality television. Well, one of my best friends was on that show. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. Her, her, uh, she's like she's like my big sister. I'm actually going to see her this week. Her name is Keisha. Keisha Nichols. Wait. Who? Which this one is, is Keisha? This is like five years ago, six no, years I've ago. No, I've seen every season of Basketball I think Wives. she was on one season. She was on one season. and it was Most like, of them are one and done. She's I have Southern. She's Southern. And like, she was a dancer. Um, I got uh, uh, NBA dancer. Oh, shit. I forget who that was. Was she on LA or the Miami one? I think the Miami oh. one. <gasps> yeah, Keisha. yeah. And then there was like a, 
Something like that. I, I only watched a handful of the episodes. That's like my big sister, though. Oh my! Shout God. out to Keisha. I'm gonna see her this Shout week. Shout out that's, to Keisha. That's my girl. Oh my God! I'm gonna watch your season <laughs> again. I can't wait to see it. Um. Yeah. So I've been watching Bravo stuff since forever, and this little tiny little baby show called Real Housewives started 105 years ago, and I was invested since day one. Uh, Housewives started with the Orange County franchise. Okay ostensibly about these women who were quote unquote real housewives. They were taking off. um, Essentially, the producers were thinking this would be a reality version of Desperate Housewives. So watching these women who are um, many of them are stay at home mothers, caregivers in this luxury lifestyle in Coto de Casa, um, California, and watching these women in their lives and the drama and, you know, dealing with their kids and their husbands. And it has been such an important part of my life ever since. It's crazy. It is crazy. I don't, it's unbelievable the value of this show because it's, you know, you have these dynamics amongst the women where sometimes you feel like it's maybe a little bit of production, having a little bit of a hand, certainly as the years go on. But at its heart, these are genuinely real people who are on TV in a surrounding where they seem to, not always, but seem to have a lot of money and access and wealth. And yet they are as broken, if not more broken as people Mm. than you're like, you know, normal day-to-day Sally. That's the thing too about like that I love about these type of shows. Yeah, is that it's like escapism from your life. Yes, you know what I mean. So much of like even with with podcasting, as we we both have podcasts. Yeah, and, um, I listen to podcasts. As I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, a lot of it is very uh, educational or very informative about what's happening today or what's happened in the past. It's almost yeah. like like information overload. Totally, but it's nice to just like sit back and just watch other people's lives. Of course, and it's about the escape from your own life, but also the connection. So there's a a housewife who I am personally obsessed with from Orange County, Shannon Bedore, okay, who's become a little bit divisive, but she is. She came into the show with her husband, her like very cute silver fox of a husband, David. Rest in peace. He's not dead, but they're getting a divorce. Oh, <laughs> and- <laughs> I was like, damn. No, he's gone. He's gone from our lives. <laughs> but she came in and she was like kind of crazy, but very communicative. And I really found myself sort of like falling for her because I felt like she showed us a lot about her life. Turns out David was stepping out on her, was having an affair. Mm. They went through marriage counseling on camera. They went through sort of financial issues, but not really, but getting rid of their like $13 million house with an indoor gym on camera. And, you know, she is seemingly someone who gets triggered really easily and expresses herself through pain. And so watching her go through this really rocky marriage, then they have a vow renewal on camera and you're like, oh my God, maybe they'll make it. Turns out they won't. So they go, you know, she divorces, she announces the divorce on a reunion episode and now she's going through, she has a weight struggle, dealing with stress and, you know, is trying to get her life together. And I found myself connecting with her because who hasn't been in that place where you thought you had a happily ever after with someone or with whatever, be it a job or a passion, whatever, and it doesn't work out. What do you do? And how do you do, uh, how do you express yourself? Yeah. You know, and she made choices that aren't ideal for mental health, but I just felt so 
um, empathetic to her struggle. And this is on a show that was started about like rich women having problems. I mean, you find yourself getting so connected to these women and their lives on and off camera. I mean, that's been the interesting thing is I have listeners that reach out to me every day and they're like sending me articles about this and that. And this person's like in rehab for whatever. And this person just got a DUI right before filming started. And how are they going to have that on a show? And this person's kid is being a fuck up and whatever else. I mean, it's almost like a 365 kind of pod because these are actual women. They're not necessarily scripted characters. So there's always something about them that's happening in the news. And that is why I think so many people become obsessed because it's one of those things where you don't have to worry about a season finale and then not hearing any of their stories for a while because there's so many franchises now and they're constantly creating new ones that you can keep up with the Joneses so quickly. And there are so many different kinds. You know what, Sarah? Like, I had an experience um, here in New York on one of my mini hustles. I used to be a nanny. Um, I used to be a nanny. Get out. Well, oh, I was like, my a manny, God. Manny, nanny. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. And I learned from this experience. Uh-oh. And I, I'm sure that's something that you discovered as well in, um, in Real Housewives. Yeah. Is that Coming from like a lower middle class background, mm-hmm. I've never had the opportunity to see inside oh, the life of the one oh percent. Yes. But seeing that being inside the one percent, one percent brings about different challenges as well. Totally, that you just don't think of when you're in your own world and your own perspective. So, how long were you a manny? I was a manny for a year living. <gasps> I wasn't living. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh where, my god, where, are where we were best you? friends? I think we are. Um, West Village. <laughs> and I kept my apartment the whole because I was like, who knows if this is gonna work out. So I kept my apartment, but I was a live-in nanny for them downtown. Well, I was in Greenwich, Connecticut. Oh fuck. It was awesome. You moved out of state. Did you get your weekends to come to New York? I came, I got my weekends. Absolutely. So you kept your apartment? No, no, no. I was like quasi homeless. I was like, oh no, I, I was know people that do that. No, because it doesn't make any sense. Well, the kid was in my music video, and then he recommended like, hey, yeah, I want to live with. Uh, I want Corey to be uh, be the Manny, and I was sleeping on my friend's couch at the time. A week later, skirt, Holy a big you know Uber XL pulls up, and <gasps> I move into a mansion. So what did you learn about the one percent and their many flaws and what, issues? What I learned is I'm sure what you learned from from Real Housewives yeah. is that the people who the, being in the 1% brings about certain challenges yes. as well. Mm-hmm. And you can't look at other people's lives as being perfect just because of money. Totally. Right? Like sometimes, and it's true what Biggie says, more money, more, more problems. problems. Yeah, it's and, true. And, you know, you see that as far as like, you know, the the husband is working all the time like, mm-hmm. or the woman's working all the time yeah. or, you know, the, the nanny, the manny's looking after the kids. And it's a very uh, interesting or you're also dealing with people who are only dealing in the 1% themselves. So you're not even getting a full spectrum of people. Totally. Um, that's what I learned. You know, let's take a quick break. OK. When we get back, we're going to talk more about your show. Oh, Andy's I can't girls. wait. My favorite topic. <laughs> we back. OK. So first of all, how did you get into podcasting? Good question. So I was on Facebook way too much. Rest in peace, Facebook. And uh, I started talking about housewives, you know, starting day one on on the FB and was really having a long thread with a friend from school, Damien Bellino, um, my boo at VH1. And I said to him, Damien Bellino, why don't you come over to my apartment one day and I'm just going to like record us talking And that is what we did um, 100 years ago. He came over to my apartment. We had no idea what we were doing. We used an extremely shitty, which if 
you know, you ask anyone that's been with the show since day one, they will tell you how terrible our audio was for a solid year. Cause at one point I was like, I just don't care. Um, we had a shitty recorder that I put on the coffee table in my apartment and I literally pressed record and we started talking and then we stopped and I was like, okay, I think that like could maybe be something. We put it on, um, iTunes and SoundCloud and then people started listening and I was like, oh, okay. And then we just kept talking and we've had, um, Damien's no longer full time on the show, but he's the, we call him the OG of the AG. Um, so we do OG of the AG specials and I'm, you know, we're constantly in touch when he and I aren't recording, just talking about all these crazy women and, um, how they affect our lives. The show is weekly ish. I would say we aim for weekly, but you know, life happens. Yeah, of course. New York City. Um, amen. And so I have like a rotating crew of guest hosts, sort of Kelly Ripa style who come in and we shoot the shit. It's sometimes it's, um, it's different writers, comedians, um, real housewives themselves, people who are in the Bravo world, producers for Bravo. And we talk about all things Real Housewives. And, you know, it's so interesting to talk to someone who's a viewer of the experience versus an actual housewife herself. Yeah. And hearing about like, hey, when this happened, what was actually going on? And my preference, I'm sure you feel the same way, is one is um, in person. I don't like phone call interviews. No. The quality of the audio is terrible and you just don't feel connected. It there's obviously distance between you. So it's like hard when you don't have someone to like literally look at you in your eyes and be like, tell me what this meant in right. your right. you know, in your experience. So you know, I have record usually out of my apartment. I've gone to like different locations and sometimes I I mean I've had housewives like literally on my couch where I'm just like in season five of whatever. How did you feel (laughs) Ramona threw a plastic glass at your head in the river? Um, And that is an actual plot point from the New York City Housewives. Um, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So we just kind of talk. I mean... I feel like people are pretty vocal about Real Housewives. There are some people that are like, it's my dirty little secret, but it shouldn't be dirty and it shouldn't be a secret. I mean, it's a thriving franchise. What Bravo has created is a pop culture moment, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. There, you know, there are original housewives who've left their franchises and come back. There are entirely new franchises like Dallas and Potomac are the most recent. Okay. Um, I think there were rumors about one or two others that were being created, but I don't think they're, uh, they're true. They're accurate. So there's constantly a dialogue that you can have. I mean, there are some people who watch specific franchises and they're like, this is what I want to talk about, like these shows, but I'm all in. I've seen every episode of every franchise, including DC, which was probably the worst and also Miami at least twice. So I am like an encyclopedia of these housewives. Right. I, I want to touch on that too. I was led right into my next question. Because oh, good. I feel like when I got into the world of podcasting, you know, I yeah. come from a music background where I'm a rapper and I'm a songwriter. So cool. So when I started Silent Giants and I started OPP, 
I soon realized that, oh, I'm now seen or being perceived as a voice in a particular space. Yeah. And that's awarded me different opportunities yeah. because of mm-hmm. being that voice who talks about a particular topic. Yeah. Like, how has that been for you being the voice of, you know, a, a critic of the show, a fan of the show? Um, I think it's been great. I mean, I, I've, there have been things that I've said because I'm super open and I don't edit literally and figuratively. So it can be sometimes stream of consciousness. And I also will say to people before the show, like, we are not editing. So if there's anything you don't want to talk about, like, let me know now. And I don't think anyone's actually ever used that opportunity. So it's been great. I mean, there are certain housewives who have allowed themselves to be interviewed by me. And, you know, I have that thought in my head where I'm like, I'm pretty sure they have never listened to this podcast because if they heard me call them the devil, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they probably wouldn't come on. I mean, so it's been great because Andy Scrolls has allowed me the opportunity to speak to these women who I hold so dear in my heart of hearts and ask them, you know, not only questions about their lives, which is as personal as you can get, but also their professional experiences. And I've done that you know, I've talked about the show on Bustle. I had an after show on TV party um, that allowed me the opportunity to, you know, have a big fancy camera and interview several housewives at an event called the Jill Zarin Luxury Lunch- Luncheon in the Hamptons. Okay. Which is an annual event created. <laughs> I mean, can I go? Um, you definitely can. <laughs> created by Her Holiness Jill Zarin of the New York Housewives, who infamously was fired after season three of New York and is slowly trying to get herself back in, which I am highly in favor of, by the way. Um, so, you know, talking to these women, like putting on some fancy shoes and shooting the shit with them has been amazing. And I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I hadn't quasi created it for myself. I mean, that's the thing with podcasts. I thought once upon a time, like maybe it would be so great to do a podcast or like a video or show or something. And I was trying to like think like, oh, maybe something about politics or something about, you know, something that feels like it matters. That's, you know, important an important dialogue in the world. And then I realized like, what do I actually care about? Like, what yeah. am I talking to people about day to day? People, friends way before Andy's girls, when I started the show a few years ago, friends would just reach out about things Bravo related because they knew I was a super fan. And that's how the show began. And that's what I think is important when someone is thinking about, do I want to use my voice and try to spread the word about my voice and create a dialogue? with a podcast or with their own unique show. And I have to say, like, listen, it's all fine and good to have those political shows and those like sort of NPR experiences and they're important, they're vital, but also talk about shit that you care about. Mm. And it's okay to say, you know, I love these entertaining shows and they mean something in my life. And I like talking to people about them. You know, people contact me and I had someone that reached out and was like, I just had a baby and I'm in the hospital and there were complications and your show helped me get through that. And I'm not great at receiving compliments. So I'm like, Oh my God. And I made some like (laughs) dumbass joke. Um, and so, but it's cool that like they look at this show as as their escape, the way I view the real housewives itself. I mean, it means something to them because they can hear a dialogue that's going on and perhaps a different perspective. Uh, how did you discover your voice in this process? I have always been a chatty Cathy my whole life. I think it's helpful that I went to school for theater because I didn't pursue performance seriously after graduating. 
But when you go to theater school, it's all about you get, you know, your major is thoughts and feelings. So being able to have a conversation, connect with people. I mean, that's all inherent in like a proper theater education. So I think that's been, you know, that was already embedded in my DNA. So talking to somebody about something that I could talk to them about for, I could just do, you know, like I think about housewives all day long on and off, you know, recording. So that wasn't difficult for me. You know, hearing people I think is really important and something that as a podcaster that just like comes with time and experience. Yeah. I think the theater role probably played a larger part than I, um, would think of ordinarily just in the fact that, you know, when you go to theater school and you're like breaking everything down and every class is just everyone crying and weeping and sobbing and you get to like the core of who you are, the purpose of that is to like remove all the bullshit. So when I'm recording the podcast, it's like, listen, love her or hate her. And I hope the people that rate me on iTunes, you know, are on the side of loving, but love me or hate me. Like this is my personality. So it's, I hope unique or interesting or whatever. Um, but it is kind of who I am. I would be, I'm, I would be very bad at trying to pretend to be someone other than myself. So I think that is what people like about Andy's girls, like whether or not they agree with my opinions about certain housewives. And I've heard from all of those people. Um, they like the show because it's pretty genuine because I think I'm pretty genuine, but very much so. Um, Thanks, Core. <laughs> Can I call you Core? Of course. Love it. Um, you should do a new show called At the Core. And I don't Ooh. know what it'll be about, but that, you know, it's like inferring because it's your name at well, the core. Well, like parkour. Oh, that's better. Hard- <laughs> at the core colon parkour hardcore. Yeah. There we go. New show. So, you know, Sarah, we've gotten to a point in the show that every episode of OPP, yeah. I end with a segment called uh, Our Podcasters Picks. Where I asked today's subject oh, to no. give me, <laughs> to tell me their three favorite podcasts. Oh my god! Yes, do yes, 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 and and describe them to me. Oh my god! Don't be shy. Wait, so I just deleted all of my podcasts because I need to save energy in my phone. So let me just think to myself what I've listened to most recently. Okay. Here's my issue with podcasts. Guys, don't do this with Andy's Girls, but you can do this with anything <laughs> else. And without, don't do this to OPV. Is that I try, I, it's hard for me to keep up with listening to shows week to week, but there are a couple shows that I would recommend. After listening to Andy's Girls, which is should be your number one source of Real Housewives information. Of course. There is a little show called Bitch Sash that some people have heard about. Casey and Danielle are the hosts. They are Casey's probably the more prominent actress of the two. And they um, are now doing a live tour and they talk about housewives too. Um, Andy's Girls is a little bit different. We're sort of like the C-SPAN slash I am a fix your life of okay. Real Housewives okay, shows. Okay. And that we think about like the psychological core of these women. It's like Oprah. Yeah, I would say I am the Oprah of Real Housewives. <laughs> Thank you so much for Corey for bringing that up because I have heard that ones of times <laughs> and this would be that one time. Um, So that's a great one. I'm obsessed with Keep It. What's Keep It? Oh, do you not know Keep It? No, tell me about it. It's Ira Madison Third, Kara Brown and funny, sassy, unnamed gentleman person um, they're all super funny writers and comedians. Um, 
And they have a show called Keep It, which is essentially like, here are the people that should go fuck themselves. Like, you can keep it. Okay, Um, okay. And it's so funny and so smart. And they're diverse voices. And they talk about things in a way that I wouldn't necessarily understand as a white woman. And so listening to these people and be like, this person should go fuck themselves because like, I am very excited to hear this week's episode when they tear apart Liam Neeson, because I think that is hearing those stories through the lens of funny, I think is fantastic. Okay. Um, so that is, uh, educational for me. So I love that. And the third one, is it terrible if I say Super Soul Sessions with Her Holiness, no. my best friend and twin sister, Oprah Winfrey? Come on now, yeah. Because a friend of mine, listen, who doesn't stand for O? o? Like, I love O. I love Gail. I wish I could see another car trip where they're like <laughs> in their van going across America yelling at each other as like Gail sings off key. But, you know, Oprah in her role as the queen of the universe has these conversations. You know, she had one with Maria Shriver where they were talking about, I think it was, what are they talking about? Alzheimer's? I like literally forget. And I was about to say they were talking about Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Ba-da-ba. <laughs> Whoopsies. Um, sorry. Oh, um, text you later. So they just, you know, they're really honest, earnest conversations um, in a way that I'm not like the most spiritual of people. Um, or at least I don't have the language about spirituality that so many people that go on O's show have. And so listening to them talk about like the real truths of life, I find really engaging and also again, educational, but like in a fun way. Yeah. And, and lastly, before we get out of here, Sarah, uh, why do you podcast? Oh my God. I can't imagine not having the show as much as I complain about it, which I do often typically while the show is in progress um i just love the 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 listeners that i've met not in person but just you know through the show the dialogue that i have with people after the episodes air hearing from people right away it's crazy to me that i'll post i'll do like a super tiny edit which is just like essentially shellacking on the song intro outro and then you know writing a little synopsis. It's always like Bravo themed, throw that on. And then people just literally start listening right away, which I can't get over. Like that is crazy. To it's me. amazing. Isn't that bananas? So I don't know if I don't know what I would do without that kind of outlet. I mean, people like the show because it's, or I've heard that people like the show because it's an escape. It's also an escape for me myself and like making sure that I have this time that's reserved on X day, at whatever, you know, day of the week at whatever time and having that be my own little expression that I'm putting out into the universe. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's been kind of swell. Well, with Sarah, I'm so happy that oh, finally yes. meet you. Oh my God. It has been we, such a journey. We've had like polar vortexes yes. and 60 degree days. Yes. And now I think we're I here. I was sick one time. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. So much has happened, but it has been entirely worth it. it. It's such an honor to have you on the show. Oh my God. Such an honor to be here. You're the best. Oh, I am. So are you. <laughs> Hardcore. <care>. Hardcore. <laughs> Bye. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Sarah Galley. I'll provide you the link to her podcast, Andy's Girls, in the description of this episode. This episode was co-produced by Danielle Hogarty. Video for this podcast was provided by Kelly Bray. This episode was mixed by Mark Bird. 
Music for this episode was provided by Richie Quake. And before we get out of here, be sure to check out our other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. And I'll be sure to provide you with a link to that in the description of this episode. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pop bless. Till next time. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. In season one of Hot and Bothered, my friend Julia Argy and I gave love advice to people who didn't ask for it. In these dark times of quarantine, we thought, why not give advice to fictional people who didn't ask for our advice? The characters of Twilight on a mini-series of Hot and Bothered. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and join us for this Hot and Bothered mini-series, Twilight in Quarantine. Look for Hot and Bothered wherever you find your podcasts. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.